WWDC just happened, and I wanted to use that as an excuse to talk about the state of Apple. So I brought in my friend that is the best Apple expert I know, Kelly Thompson. Hi, Kelly. Hey. And we're in studio. This is fun. We uh, we get to be in person together. You were on episode two. We did a deep dive into very technical Apple questions this time, but I'll try to keep it try to keep it a little more. Uh, mainstream this time and, and and not just talk about the news from WWDC because that kind of fades fast. But what's going on with Apple in 2018? Around the summer of 2018, how do we feel about Apple both on mobile and on desktop devices? I guess, I don't know, what, how, how do you generally feel right now about the support of Mac and iOS? <sighs> I mean, iOS, I feel pretty good about. <laughs> That's a big sigh to open up with. <laughs> Yeah, iOS I feel pretty good about. Haven't had a ton of issues in my own, you know, just using the devices. Things are going going well there. You know, the iPhone 10, I don't I think people underestimate just how awesome it is. I really really like it. And it, by the sound of it, mo- most people who actually use it do too. Software seems pretty stable. Yeah. Um so that's been good. I no. think times that we've complained together has been about older support, which sounds like that was one of the big things that they're addressing is older phones that you know just go back two generations and phones start crashing and feeling and, like they're underwater. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. It, and I, I've always felt like Apple ignored, like pretended it wasn't as big of an issue. And even, you know, the pundits that I follow the most, like John Gruber yeah. talks about it, but it kind of pushes it aside. Like, yeah, it's, it's happening, but, um, you know, I use a fast phone, so I don't notice yeah. that much. But anybody that's really suffering through it, like when I see friends that are not updating every year, it can really ruin their experience. And th- that specifically, there was there was that bug that everyone was talking about, including me, uh, you know, about a year, year and a half ago, when people were moving to a new phone, hmm. something was going wrong and burning CPU cycles. And that like people complained about it incessantly, but Apple never came out and said, Oh yeah, we know it's an issue, but it just kind of, the answer kind of came through the community saying, well, you know, wipe the device and restore it and see if that works. And in most cases it did. It so there's, yeah. there's something, there was something going on. I think there was a lot of people. Well, and that was the same thing of them ignoring the the battery issue or pretending it's a non-issue and waiting for the community to figure it out and, yeah. and jump on it. And then Apple has all of this backsplaining to do to dig themselves out of a hole that seemed unnecessary to create, you know, like these are obvious issue. If if you're somebody that's ever had to like deal with technology, it's obvious how these become issues and how you can end up with some technical debt that just really needs to be resolved or, or making choices that they made with the the battery because of physical constraints. But the general public doesn't care. They don't want excuses. They just want their stuff to work. So I don't know, hopefully the announcements at WWDC this year that um, they're really focusing on backwards compatibility are, are going to be true. And you, you already tested a little bit, right? Yeah. Yeah. I did some quick, quick tests on some devices, which I may be in trouble for. Um, one of my test <laughs> devices, also my two year, two year old's Netflix device <laughs> and Netflix does not work on the first Uh-oh. beta. So th- they're like, okay, don't use your primary <laughs> device, but also don't use your two year old's device. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm going to be in trouble there. But so I think to go back to your original question, like what is up? Part of the thing that maybe is concerning for me is that is kind of the Apple everything just works. That was easy when the software was simple, mm-hmm. right? But now as things get as things get more complex, they want to hide things from you, which is great until it doesn't work. Yeah. And then you're screwed. You have no 
you just have no way of fixing stuff. And even taking it to a genius bar, they're like, hmm, shrug, you know, why don't you try totally, wiping yeah, you and reinstall? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> buy a new one. Well, and the, the, an example of those is in the physical world is them moving towards unibodies. Um, I know Renee was talking about this the other day of like that, the, the, the advantages you get is you bring things really tightly integrated and this um, increase in perceived quality and performance and ease of use for average people goes way up, but the serviceability and hackability and it goes through the floor yeah. <laughs> as you, as you move in that direction. And that, you know, it's a series of trade-offs that hopefully they'll find a balance in their long run. Yeah. And maybe we're just in a bit of a Valley right now. So well, you don't have to replace an entire top of oh a top of a laptop when the key. A key goes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's so. That's maybe my that's maybe my biggest issue of 2018 right now. Per, so personally, this doesn't have anything to do with WWDC. Is not being able to upgrade <laughs> because of the keyboard issue. Now, this is something that I didn't expect to happen here. I don't think anybody really expected hardware, but it seems like such a disaster for Apple. In, in from my perspective, like the news that I see makes it seem like the keyboard is a total both PR disaster must be like a servicing disaster on the, uh, the Apple storefronts. Like it's a really big problem for them when so many people are coming in because a speck of dust got under one key. And now, like you said, they have to replace the whole top of the keyboard. They don't seem that worried about it. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're obviously not uh, pulling any emergency brakes. Yeah. What's going on? I, I, I don't know because you know, that started happening a really long time ago at, at 500 px, um, I guess maybe. Oh, I didn't introduce who you really are, Kelly. Uh, so, <laughs> Kelly, uh, what were you just recently doing? You were at 500 px. Yeah, um, I was at 500 px for the last three years, I guess. Yeah. So, company got sold. I'm I'm moving back to Calgary. Yeah, that's like, crazy. So. so, yeah, that's why we're in the same room instead of seeing in Toronto. And and then our, our background together is uh, we worked together at iStock Photo back in the day. You were my first boss at a good, <laughs> at a real job. And, uh, and then you're running the company for a while. So, anyway. so what I was going to say at Showpass, um, back I don't know, a year, year and a half ago, it was broken into and a bunch of laptops got stolen. So they replaced a whole raft of those with the new, new style machines and keyboards were failing not too far after that. So right. like, what, what kind of percentage were you seeing just anecdotally? Well, it's a really high percentage if you only have like maybe 12 new machines or something like that. And one of them failing. Yeah. Or two of, <laughs> yeah, like yeah, two yeah. of them failed over, over seven or eight months. Yeah. You know, you start to go, oh, what's going on? Although honestly, do you know what failed a hundred percent of the time? Um, and when you, cause every single person had one there is the 27 inch, um, um, monitor, monitor, the, the, the cord where it attaches to the machine, every single one of oh, them afraid. I don't even hear about that one. Yeah. Hmm. So it cost us because it's, it's, you can't replace that cable. We had to send them in at $300 a pop to get them, that's, to get them all replaced. That's pretty bad. 100% that's, that's frustrating. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'm hoping we're going to see doubling down on monitors in the future, even though. <sighs> But, um, Please don't make me put that hunk of junk pl yeah. plastic on my, on my desk. Yeah. So all, all this is stuff that was missing, but I mean, it, the update for me is, so I'm still on my 13 inch, uh, 2014 MacBook pro. And I bought that at the time because it was really a secondary computer. I have like a big, you know, what was maxed out for its, for its time. I got the max specs on my iMac also in 2014. And I was going to be mostly working 
the office at home. And then when I travel, I just need a laptop to you know get little things done. Now I've ended up working on my laptop most of the time and I'm needing to stretch out the use of this older machine that has no internal graphics card, has a you know, relatively small screen, which that's okay, but it's, it's pretty underpowered, but I'm really afraid to upgrade. I mean, I'm exactly in the same position. Um, I had a new machine shipped to, you know, to home yeah. and then just decided chicken to return. <laughs> yeah, yeah, chicken dough. And I'm also really worried about the SD card reader. Oh, yeah. When those machines were first announced without the SD reader, I'm like, you know what? I'll figure it out. Like, I'll make it work. Um, I'm just, I'm going to buy one of these right away. And then I kept delaying it, kept delaying it. Now we're like two years in and I still haven't done it. And every time I go and use my card reader, I can't imagine it going away. Yeah. It'll, it'll be really frustrating to have to go get another peripheral every single time. So for sure, even in, in the offices where I work now, everyone struggles with that. Like no HDMI port, everything is, you know, set up finally getting away from RGB to HDMI. And now that's gone on everyone's machines. Oh, wait. Well, I mean, it's, it's actually not all bad. Just having watched WWDC had better, uh, I should say dub dub. So I don't stumble on it every time. Um, just having watched the keynote, I, I did actually feel pretty good about what they're doing, especially the focus on stability, uh, not a ton, not a ton of new features, which looks boring, but there've been so many stability issues. There's, um, I think the mass press, like, you know, major newspapers report on Apple is not moving forward quickly enough, but I think that's just for their news cycle, like for the, their taste of how they want to get people to click on an article. It's not moving that quickly, but in, in actual like quality of products, I do really like where Apple's been going. I do still feel like they've been innovating and it's these, um, reliability issues that have started to become the biggest issues for me. Uh, I, I do like the pace of change. Well, it might it, be a bit too much. I think <laughs> that the pace of change is an interesting thing, right? Because we absolutely have it on the phone and we know they can execute it yeah, on every right. year. Yeah. You know, why can't you do this on the Macs as well? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, and uh, there was a lot, they talked to, to it a lot at this conference. They uh, were referring back over and over about how important the Mac is and they tried to reemphasize it and started to reveal some of their plans about what was previously called Marzipan of starting to blend together the iOS and the Mac OS development platform. Have you looked into how that's, were more details released during the, uh, the conference? I think there was an interview with Craig Federighi after. So they, there was a, a few more details and I think a few people dove in a bit, but you know, it looks like it's specifically aimed at just bringing apps that make sense, taking the, the iOS version and just moving to the Mac and having them mostly just work. A year from now, it's going to open up to developers, but but what are they writing in? This is this is what I don't quite understand. Like they are they're writing in Swift. Yeah, yeah. So I think none of that changes. I think what it is is they're just somehow translating the the touch gestures and, and things like that into mouse and resizing and and things like that. And it sounds like things are a long way from completion from from the tests that have been run so far, right. for sure. I thought it was really weird seeing how much they emphasized a new stocks app where it's always the butt of jokes, I feel like. Yeah, like yeah. it's not it, something we it, it worry about. It was really weird, wasn't it? When you were like, why are they... Like, they were waiting <laughs> yeah. for big applause when they were like, and we have news added to, to stocks. Yeah, and <laughs> acting like this is really exciting. It's like, well, you know, a calculator might have been a little <laughs> bit more exciting, but okay, we'll, we'll take it. And then what else was actually like pretty good here? Uh, dark mode was really exciting for me to see. Yeah, I, I know it sounds small, but 
I will switch to it and I will never go back. Yeah. Although I've heard it looks janky still in some yeah. places for sure. And especially in non-retina displays is what I've heard. So well, far. I, I actually expect that the biggest disconnect with it will be that a lot of the, the web is still optimized for white. So as you move through different spaces, it might become more jarring when a white window pops out. Yeah. Whereas, you know, if you're in a mostly white space and something black pops up, there's nothing that doesn't distract you. But when, if you've been in a dark environment for a long time and you switch over to a white window, all of a sudden it's bam, it's, you know, turning a light on suddenly. So there'll be a bit of that effect, but uh, obviously I still think it's worth it. I mean, I have switched every app that I possibly can on my phone to dark mode. I, this is my preferred way of working and it's weird that it's weird that pro apps weren't dark until a, a few years ago. Like it was, it was pretty recently even that say Photoshop went dark. That wasn't that long ago. Yeah. Yeah. I guess this has been so long in coming. Like how many years ago did they first put the dark menu bar up and then just <laughs> yeah, and it, let it sit? It should never quite work. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then do you know about the backgrounds? Have they said anything about it? Will people be able to create those dynamic bright to dark backgrounds on their own? Which looks so cool. There, yeah. the one of the sand shifting throughout the day yeah. is yeah, it's really funky. So beautiful. Yeah, I, I mean, if they don't give us an official way to do it, I'm sure people will back into yeah. it somehow. Yeah, because sure. it wouldn't be that hard to shoot. I mean, thinking about it as a photographer, time lapse is perfect. Totally. Yeah, yeah just yeah, yeah. do. Uh, you 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 could even just set up in one spot. You wouldn't have to shoot all day long. You could just take probably five exposures throughout the day, and f- I think they're just fading between time them. them. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't yeah. think they're doing anything crazy. Yeah. Uh, as long as the scene doesn't change too much. So probably, probably yeah, each one's a long exposure to blur out, it out differences yeah. and then just blend them together. I think it would be really cool. Yeah, that, w- that was cool. <laughs> and then, I mean, well, also as well, you could just do it with like 3D generated stuff. I mean, like what whatever your background is now, even just going from mid gray to dark gray. Or, yeah, you know, maybe this will be the new uh, watch face that ever you know ever wants to do custom watch faces. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is the version of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, speaking of the watch, I was really disappointed. <laughs> More disappointments. <laughs> I, I like I like my Apple Watch. Um, the the things they are moving forward on, I think, are just not a lot of it's like not for me. I finally started working out for like the first time in my life, so I'm starting to to use that <laughs> fitness tracking, and, and that's that's been great. But not having the always on OLED display is starting to feel weird yeah like, I, that's the one i was hoping for too and they it, it seems like the display could do, do my it. battery life is great for yeah. the most part so yeah. it, it feels like it should be able to make it. i i think it's got to be a hardware reason i don't i think they w- if it was software only they just would have done it by now there's no way they would have left it out although i was pretty excited about the automatic start stop on workouts because i forget probably 75% of the time to stop my workout. Well, oh yeah. Okay. So explain how that works. Cause I wasn't paying as much attention. So you, just, you just show up and it detects your heart rate. What is well, it? Yeah, so it's, it's, it's using the machine learning that, that they're doing in there to, you know, to figure out when, when you start. So if you forget, it actually taps you and says, Hey, it looks like you're starting out a workout. Would you like to turn it on? And then it backs up and calculates when you actually started. Uh, okay. So based on, you're saying it uses machine learning. Does it require you to usually be turning it on manually and then eventually figures out your behavior? Uh, they didn't really specify, but I doubt it, right? Like as soon as your heart rate goes up and you start taking some steps, they can probably They'll be like, Oh, that looks like an exercise. Yeah. And so, and really what they've done is they've taken, and it, like they said, it's the biggest, biggest survey or test of it. it. It's kind. They put, 
tons of people up to full, you know, the full harness where they're, they're looking at your, what you're breathing out. They put you through the paces. They look at exactly what your heart rate does. They know how much you weigh, how tall you are. And then they do that for thousands of people. And then, you know, apply the machine learning algorithms to that, to try to figure out exactly what kind of the norm looks, looks like. Right. Well, I have, well, I have a question, more questions for you since you've been doing this for a while. For just strength t- training stuff, like just lifting weights, how do you integrate your Apple Watch with that? Because it doesn't know how to track it very well. Yeah. So I've just been turning to like the default workout, but yeah, there, is that the best there thing is, I there isn't do? Actually, yeah, there isn't actually a, a weightlifting really setting. I, there may, they showed a bunch of new ones. So I don't know if weightlifting was on there. Yeah, there was yoga. Yeah, um, there was a bunch. Open water swimming. And it actually figures out your stroke now, stuff right. like that. But so then what else do you do? Like, do you, so normally, do you manually enter some information? Yeah, I do manually. And then it into your just, phone or into your watch? Into my watch. And then for like running and stuff, do so you I, use like, the I, integrated I, thing or Strava? Yeah. Or so something? I I actually just, at, at my age, I only run when chased now. So that's not, not a big <laughs> good, thing. Good policy, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I take lots of spin classes though. So, and that there's a, a standard one for, yeah, that even that one, I a lot of times forget to turn off. So I'm happy that it, it'll remind you, hey, I think you've stopped. Because I usually make it home and I'm, you know, making lunch or whatever after class. And all of a sudden I look down, I'm like, oh. Still going. Yeah, still yeah, yeah. Going. No, I, th- I think that's really smart. I mean, I, like I said, I just started using it, but I think I've forgotten every single time so far. So <laughs> so that, that's that's an awesome one. Another thing they did to increase automation is the raise to Siri, which... I I guess it's going to work. I mean, they must be pretty confident about their ability to detect the raise motion, but it's surprising to me. I just, I want to see it. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious to see how it works too, because it feels like it would take more energy to kind of always be on rather than waiting for the phrase. But yeah, it's funny. I actually, it made me realize that that's not something I use on my watch. I I press the button. Oh, is it automatic? If you raise raise and say, Say and say, yeah, (laughs) it it works. I do it all the time when I'm cooking or setting. I just never, I just never did it. I don't don't know why. Yeah, I'm. I'm, We're we're looking for a house, so I keep and all all the houses up here are in meters, so I always have to convert to feet to figure out what's actually happening. Oh yeah, (laughs) I always feel like I'm underutilizing my my watch because I like I like my watches to be relatively simple. Like I don't on my phone, I turn off all the notifications I can. On my watch, I turn off most notifications, and I want it to just do a few things. So you're not using the Siri face then? No, no, but I, I kind of want to check it out now after watching the, and I was confused about, like, I, I couldn't tell if a lot of those new features only applied to the Siri face. Like it kind of, are you using, like it did. Do you use no, I don't at all. Is that, well, it's actually, are you going to now? it's two or three down the swipes, right, you know, right. but maybe I'll, I'll check yeah. it out when I, yeah. in my day to day, I've been like, I've been wearing the analog digital ones more and then doing uh, only Apple watch for exercise and stuff. Or, when I when I work out, but speaking of notifications, we got the up, update. We thought another thing we thought was coming a few years ago was the unified notifications, which grouped and yeah, that's great. Finally, like <laughs> you know, I I've always ignored my notifications quite a bit because of that. Like I only look at the most recent thing, and once it's off, like once it's not on my active screen, I'm like, well, it's probably not relevant to me anymore, yeah. and. I don't know how that's ever really going to get completely cleaned up. Grouping them is is a good step, but out of those features, I think the one that I was most interested in was like, oh, I can now turn this off right from here when I get the stupid notification. Oh yeah, yeah right. Too so lazy to you can manage it without yeah. going into the menus. That's really smart. That's yeah, gonna yeah. So I think I'm going to have a lot less notifications. After right. That. Yeah. Well, I think everybody is. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I I go to a lot of extra effort to turn them off, but that is just not 
most people do. Yeah. Most people are not even going to consider it an option to try to turn all their notifications off. But for me, it's expected. I mean, I just I can't have it any other way because they yeah. every single time my phone dings, it gives me a little bit of anxiety. So I try to make it ding as, as little as possible. Yeah. But uh, that's that's clearly going to get better. Uh, what else did we get along with that? Um, walkie-talkie. Oh yeah, walkie-talkie. That's actually I think actually pretty cool if it works. Kids everywhere will love it. Oh, I d- yeah. I just couldn't. Do you, Kids like me. Yeah, <laughs> but do you, do you actually do you actually get it no matter what? Like, or, or does do you, it force the message through? Yeah, like if so the if, app's if, not running. If, if I'm sitting in a quiet environment. To someone go, oh, I didn't think about that. Ding. Right. Yeah. If you're in a, if you're in a movie, but you didn't set it to theater. Oh wait. Theater mode is like if, if it tapped you and said you like, and you have to tap to listen to it. Like if someone can actually send their voice over, my yeah. friends are jokes so, enough. They would, well, I was just trying to remember. So I was just thinking that they were talking about that. The, like they will be using more machine learning to do things like theater mode at theaters. Oh, when it's, yeah. When you're actually, at a so, theater. but that's only, that's one specific use. I mean, there's lots of other times you wouldn't want it to just start speaking openly to <laughs> yeah. a room I mean, that yeah could, well even if you're standing in the grocery store you know and like <laughs> yeah. voice from Who, above yeah yeah i don't know i mean i can imagine uses i like the the a similar use that i really wanted to get working and i haven't been able to is with uh, we have google home at home and that's you know our, our speaker in a box and when we got it we were hoping to use the feature where we could talk to my wife's mother like my mother-in-law who's older and you know has has a phone but she's not great with it sometimes she forgets where it is and doesn't answer it and we're just trying to get a hold of her and she's doesn't she doesn't know where her phone is so the ability to just speak into a room and she just hears it would be really valuable for us like that's that's a feature we want and for some reason that hasn't started working with google home yet it, they advertised it. it 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 just doesn't happen yet i think I haven't implemented it but i i guess here it is on a watch that could possibly be another option i don't know so speaking of uh of speakers in your home now that it's finally coming to canada are you going to test it oh out? yeah i i really want to but it it's it's a weird place to spend my money because i just i kind of have it covered i have sonos and i have google home and those things can like they don't combine well unfortunately but like i don't find a need for more so i want to use it because i know I would like it, but every time I think about spending that money, I'm like, I, there's 10 other things I, I would love to get. Uh, so I, I just, I probably won't now, but I do I really love uh, Siri for playing music. That's why I have Apple Music instead of Spotify, because there wasn't any great way for me to get into voice control for uh, Spotify. Actually, well, I mean, I had it on my Google Home, but the Google Home is the small one. I don't have the, the big one. My speakers are Sonos, so I can't do voice control on those currently anyway. So, um, but when I'm in the car, being able to touch my watch or touch the phone or whatever's accessible and tell it what to play is very addictive. Like it's, it's really one of my favorite Siri uses and it gets it surprisingly right most of the time. So speaking of music, that's, that's one of the other things that feels a little disjointed. They put out they put out the speaker and it has like, it's not just a speaker. It's like whatever, a dozen little speakers in there, right. All fire and doing, doing all the calculations. Apple TV, finally a year late, um, Dolby Atmos arrives. 
surely you could have the Apple TV talk to two of those and make a pretty awesome sound stage. Yeah, as they were building up to that during the announcement, they were like, you know, we wanted to make sound more important at the home. So we're releasing, and I couldn't think of exactly what it was, but I was absolutely expecting it to have something to do with the HomePod. Like we have this big focus on sound in the home this year. We have a new product category that's all about it. And our announcement is unrelated in any way. There's no connection. Uh, that was that was kind of weird. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's it's also good. I'm I'm actually not really using my Apple TV much at the moment. I'm not watching much TV either, so maybe that's just on me. Yeah. Uh, we we actually use a lot. Yeah, you've got the the, the latest, right? You've got yeah. the 4K everything. Yeah, Apple 4K, TV, yeah. the HDR. Although lately, I've um, I was actually marveling. Of course, just just when you do this, I was marveling at how well. The whole system had worked since we got the new TV, we got a new receiver that yeah. supported it and, and the 4K, and it is just rock solid. You know how right. when you turn on one, everything always turns on for sure, and it, it's been great. And then all of a sudden, about a month ago, HDR, every once in a while, the HDR uh, videos kick out of HDR for just a second, and the TV flickers. Oh, yeah. That's a weird one. Yeah. Because of, oh, yeah, I guess you don't know what part yeah, it is. You I'm don't know not if, sure who's Just who's some, something in the chain is being kind of weird. Yeah, something yeah. just for a fraction of a second, but it takes the TV a bit of time to recover. And, and of course, it, because it's switch modes, it actually says HDR, up, you know, Dolby Vision up at, up at the top yeah, as yeah. it does it. But. Trying to think what I would, if, if I was suddenly going to get into TV, because I watch, you know, I usually watch like, two shows a year <laughs> and then I watch like the whole thing, but I, I, I don't stick to a lot of TV. Um, what would I choose right now? Like, are there enough Apple advantages for me to choose Apple TV? If that's like what was going to be turned on all the time. I also, I have, I have everything. I have an Apple TV and I have a, a Chromecast and my TV has it integrated. Um, what brings you to the Apple TV? Like, why do you stick? To so, it? I mean, the quality is Definitely better than everyone else. Yeah. I think like uh, the image quality, image of quality, Apple store for, you know, it's uh, almost everything is 4k for sure. Um, a lot of it's HDR except Disney jerks get on that YouTube. You, um, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, well, well so that, that's, that's actually a really good point. That's a, a big problem I've been having with anything else that I use is I'll, I have to stare at things for a few minutes thinking like, is, is that 4k? I don't think it's 4k. Maybe it is. No. And I think I've learned that if I doubt it, then it's not. (laughs) If it's 4K, I usually know that it's it's obvious. But that's that's been frustrating with everything else that I use. And the Apple TV I have isn't 4K. So I, I know that that's... Also, probably part of why I'm not using it as much at the moment. But and, oh, and over the years too, I bought a few movies. It's kind of fun to go back and look at them now that they're in free oh, for, yeah. in 4K and yeah. and Dolby. What What do you think the most amazing 4K experience you've had is? Like, what movie showed off your system the best since you've? Do you know what? It it's not even HDR. But if you haven't watched uh, Coco by Pixar, oh, that, I, ha- I haven't seen it. It uh, It is such a beautiful, beautiful movie, yeah. and that's why I'm like come on Disney, like release these in HDR. Cause I can't imagine what it looks like in HDR because yeah. it is so, so spectacular. Um, and I've now seen it a thousand times. It's my child's <laughs> yeah. favorite. <laughs> yeah. It's the only reason I'm behind on Pixar movies right now is no, no kids around to force me to watch them. I just watched it on the plane and had a, had a tear rolling down. Yeah. So I like, did oh, cry. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, I, I got to get to that one. What else happened? You've got, you've got something right in front of you. I have no notes. Um, 
What else? I mean, the State of the Union was interesting. It probably wasn't as exciting as last year when they introduced stuff like, you know, Heath and th- those file formats. None of that was really mentioned. Hopefully in some of the in some of the sessions this week, we get some updates on what's going on there. Well, and this is always the hidden thing that most people don't have proper exposure to. If you're a normal non-developer, it's hard to care about all the developer stuff announced. But I get the impression this is going to be a decent year for developers. Um, I, th- I think they're going to be happy, especially some of the opportunities brought to the watch. Like I, I know uh, Marco Arment was mentioning like volume controls can be a widget inside of apps. So now if I'm using Overcast to play my podcasts, also we've got the podcast app on the watch. Yeah. But if I'm using Overcast, which is what I'll use, uh, I can control the volume instead of having now playing. Like Things like that are, are a really big deal to developers. And there seems to have been a few announcements like that. Yeah. Did anything jump out so, of you? Well, the updates to metal are awesome. We're getting some, you know, decent speed increases there, which, which, you know, when, when they make those increases at the base layer like that, everything that uses the system just, just gets that much better. So is it things that they, they won't need to implement any changes to? Uh, it depends. Pro- probably, probably not. If they're using the calls in, into metal, they, you know, depends how they implemented yeah, yeah, it the first time. It should be good. Um, Cause that, that's like the best stuff. I mean, people get, it's it's really weird how people get bored when there aren't hardware announcements, but you know what? The software announcements are free. Like you, <laughs> the stuff you own just got cooler, yeah. And you don't have to go buy anything, yeah. Like it's it's a pretty good deal, yeah, for sure. And I guess the other thing that really stuck out was the machine learning stuff. Um, you know, after spending the last couple of years at 500 px, really focused on the machine learning side of, of things, you know, with keywording. If if anyone's interested in that, and you probably have a lot of photographers in in your listening in your mix, um, there's some really cool tools that allow you, um, without knowing anything about machine learning, to actually build models and and go and do stuff. It's actually quite cool. cool. What's yeah. a, could you give me a URL for that? Or at least, or at least to throw in the show notes. So um, just go watch the State of the Union address. Oh, so just watch the whole thing and try to find the one moment that you're talking about. Skip to the machine learning, <laughs> okay. the, the machine learning section. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, it's actually called Create ML, and it allows people to do people with no normal experience. People. Yeah, to actually to actually create some models. Nor- speaking of normal people stuff, we've got shortcuts, wor- workflow, light. You know that that it's it's exciting and impressive. Um, yeah, I don't know if anyone's going to use it outside the, the hardcore community. Yeah. They, I, it could be, it could be a really big deal if they can make it simple enough. And considering I'm pretty, I, I consider myself pretty pro user. <laughs> I get into these things, but, um, considering I've never been able to make workflow really work for me. Like I, I, I just could never think of anything that it would save me time on. Um, I get the idea of it. I know how it's supposed to work. And then I sit down like, Hey, what's a workflow I could create that would actually save me some time in the week and nothing comes to mind. I think what'll make it work is if they have a really interesting, robust set of, uh, what do they call it? Like the little store. Yeah. Um, yeah. That you can, the pre built yeah, yeah. Where they're like suggestions and here's common things that work for a lot of people. If they can make some of those really appealing, like just five things that, Oh, the, all of these will actually save me some time in a week that could be a big deal and if everybody finds one or two of those things it could be a gateway to making the system expand a bit you know we're going to be building these on 
family phones and stuff over the weekends when we go for dinner. <laughs> did you, so did, did you think of anything right away when you saw it that you're like, oh, I could, I could use that? So I had the same problem, you, you know, you did uh, originally. Like I've, I've done scripting forever on the Mac, use it all the time. Um, but on the phone, I too found, you know, not a ton of use cases, mostly because it's not my primary device for actually getting work done. But at least some of the examples were, were kind of interesting. They did. But on your Mac, what do you, what do you script that is infinitely useful for you? Oh, I have a ton of image ones actually. Like, you know, if I'm, if I'm doing written in what? Oh, just the, the Apple script, okay. like actual, actually yeah. using it. Yeah. 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 Like even I have a bunch of little applets sitting on my desktop that I can just drag files to. If I'm, and what do they do? Like resizing or uh, organizing? Resizing, convert to JPEG, convert yeah. to Heath now. Like, you know, yeah. thing, things like that. That just, if I want to, um, yeah. Or, or put, um, they, they actually added that automatically now to, um, the new interface, the kind of the preview interface mm-hmm. uh, on um, oh Mojave. yeah right where you can edit things inside yeah of or and put view. like put a bunch of PDFs into one right you know things like that. I think that's actually going to be a pretty big deal the, when Quick View came it was a small line item this wasn't something that everybody got excited about yeah it was just small feature added to to macOS and that was around when so you were the one that like got me full on back into Mac <laughs> because I started working at iStock. And you're like, what kind of computer do you want me to buy you? And I was like, well, a P- you know, I'm using a PC right now, so uh, get this cool one. And you're like, nope, we're getting you a Mac. <laughs> so glad um, I asked. And so yeah, I mean, I, which was fine. I'd, I'd been, I'd been, I'd grown up on Mac, and then uh, still was using it in college. So that was that was fine with me. But right around then, QuickView came out, and that was one of the things that then going back to Windows felt. Like, how do you use this? How does anybody get anything done when you can't hit spacebar and get a big preview? Like, yeah. uh, it, those are those, those are the details that just keep me on Mac forever and make me not even consider windows is all these little boring features that aren't there. It's hard to get people excited in the keynote, but once you're used to it. Yeah, for sure. When I set up a new Mac, the first thing I do is go inst- install all the the QuickView plugins that aren't built in natively. So, oh, you're enough to tell. Me. Well, will I not need them now? Like, is that is that all? No, well, be covered actually, by- the funny thing is, like, some of them actually about? have like a lot of them were kind of similar functionality. Like, I'm I'm, sorry, I'm googling QuickView plugins right now. What's yeah. like like what kind of stuff is uh, cool? Like really nice um, CSV formatted stuff. A zip file so you can see what's in a zip folder although i think that's built in natively now um like any file format that didn't work in quicktime there's pro or in quick view there's probably mm-hmm. a plugin for it oh i see that's cool um, yeah and so a bunch of that's going to come i mean for photographers they've got uh metadata just visible on the yeah, side so that's, you didn't have that's to preview really and nice. hit command i yeah, yeah. but now it'll just always be there that's one thing it's i wonder panel yeah. for for normals that don't care, can they hide it? Yeah, it's it, a hideable side Most panel. people won't care. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm very excited about that because <laughs> like, there's times now that I'll open up a raw file in photo, like wait for Photoshop to launch, <laughs> open a raw file, and then hit, what is it, command option I, just to check the date that I shot a photo or whatever, <laughs> yeah, exactly, or, yeah. the, or the camera I use or yeah. something like that. So yeah, that's going to be great. We had some uh, changes to the Photos app. On, on, on God, I hope performance is better. I don't like you. Probably don't use it for uh, raw files or stuff like <sighs> that. No, the the image editing is not good. It's, I think it's weird how how mediocre it is when Apple can look at VSCO. I mean, I'm sure they know people at Visco. They've they've had meetings with them. They know it. They use yeah. that app because they they recognize that it's a great image editor, and they look at the way that 
exposure sliders work in there and white balance sliders and image filters. Apple's looking at that and then they look at their own and think it's good enough. That's yeah. it's, it's not um, it's frustrating. Yeah. There, there can sliders can work better. They're not all created equal. Yeah. You know? And yeah. same with like, you know, Lightroom gets it right and capture one gets it right. And, and Apple's just always struggled with it. Yeah. And I, I've had heard a lot of people complain about performance that are shooting raw, like something was going wrong in the pipeline where, you know, raw files, when you're previewing them, were take six and seven seconds and stuff like that. Like something in, in just, the photos app on in the photo app, but on the desktop. Yes. Yeah. But I've also heard that it's actually lower level. Cause even when you go to preview one of those. Yeah. I definitely have slowness with previews yeah. for sure. Then that just shouldn't be happening. And it also seems to be different between camera brands. Hmm. Like yeah. uh, like the the raw performance that, is not that could be equal right and right. also they uh, they still can't see uh, the Adobe lossy raw files hmm. which I'd love to see Apple support because um, I'll usually convert so after I've added something into a PSD I'll convert it to a lossy raw for long term storage because I've already like extracted all the data that I need and I'm probably not going to edit it too heavily in yeah. the future. And uh, that gives me the best balance of like, oh, I can still modify it if I need to, but I'm reducing the file size to something pretty minimal. Yeah. It's too bad. Like, you know, we, we were kind of talking um, offline a while ago about it feels like Apple should just open source some, some of these things. Like mm, they yeah. don't have to make every file format work, but if there was a kind of a standard implementation, which is really what OS 10 was meant to be originally like mm-hmm. these plugins that allow you to quick view any, any file format or, or open any type of file in preview. Yeah. Um, you know, I think they're taking it all on themselves when they probably don't have to. Right. Well, it's, it's a very Apple thing to do. Yeah. They've also mm-hmm. introduced a new file format for AR. Yeah. With the bizarre, bizarre name. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it reminded me of USB. What was it? UDZ something. <laughs> it's just meant to rhyme with USB-C. USDZ. USDZ, I think. <laughs> um, yeah. Which, you know, I don't do AR stuff, so it won't, it won't really apply to me, but I think it's really uh, a good idea to have this like universal file format. Yeah. yeah. That's going to be widely support because it's Apple. Everybody's going to jump on it. The so. PDF of AR. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. And uh, the best, our most interesting application I've heard is like, okay, yeah, if stories can do, oh yeah, they showed Fender doing that. So you can download the, I already forgot the letters, the USDRBZ. <laughs> uh, you can see a guitar sitting in your room. Yeah. And so uh, for like referencing the size of an object or yeah. stuff like the that. Company, really the cool. company I'm on the board of here in Calgary, Showpass, is doing some, starting to do some interesting things in AR. So cool. they were excited to have those kind of updates. I mean, I know AR is going to be, Great. Someday. Someday. And I just can't see an application that where the time I would invest into it would have dividends for me now. I think you you have to be kind of farther along that track to take advantage of it at this moment. Yeah. All of us can see where it's going, right? But until until we have glasses that look like normal glasses, it's probably not not happening. But it's going to be good. I hope. (laughs) Um, Unrelated to announcements... How do you feel about the uh, state of pro computers, uh, iMac Pro? Have you spent any time on one? You don't have one, I don't think. No, no, I don't have one. In fact, I think, much to my chagrin, my 2009 iMac is no longer supported uh, with uh, Mojave. Uh, so that's yeah. there goes my test machine. So are you going to get 
get rid of it then? What are you going to do? Um, yeah, I'm, um, after we move, maybe I'll, I'll look at buying, buying a new one. But, um, you know, the, the, as usual, the machines are beautiful. Um, they're great, but man, they're eye-wateringly expensive when you, when you move up. Yeah. A really nice one. But I, I still, when I compare it to getting a really nice PC, the value, it still seems worth the price to me though, because of things like the monitor. Yeah. A 5k. Yeah. Just yeah, like a P3 display. Totally. I mean, yeah. there's, there's just so many things about it that are really very nice. And then it's, and then I'm using a Mac as well, <laughs> which like, I, I'm not very interested in, in, yeah. in windows, but you've been experimenting with PC builds lately, right? You, you built a gaming PC last yeah. year. Uh, uh, yeah, we did. Um, you know, you, smoking fast, fast machine, mm-hmm. um, for not a ton of, ton of money. It's all, always a bit of a pain. You know, How much did you end up spending on a really sweet I gaming mean, It PC? was loaded. Yeah. 2,300, 2,400. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah it's, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah. oh, well, still, uh, <laughs> I still need all, but the, it was funny. Cause at the time I, um, w- when the MacBooks were announced and I was really thinking about like, look, I need a new laptop. I need it. I need to have it. And these new ones have all these issues. I, I looked at PCs and I was like, Hey, maybe I'm going to build one. Maybe I'm going to do something. And then I started listing all the Mac stuff that I need to replace. Like, Oh, I need an, an application that's going to take the place of this and this and this and fill all these slots in my life and still integrate with Macs because I will still have other Apple computers and my wife's on a Mac. And I'm like, no, nothing. There is no amount of savings that could be worth that time. Yeah. Like just the effort to, to make a PC work in my life yeah. <laughs> would not be worth, like, I, w- I would literally lose money on it. Yeah. yeah. So, um, and unfortunately like I, I have, one little pinky toe in in the uh, in the Windows world. I still have to run parallels just so I can drag along my twenty years worth of Quicken data, which someday <laughs> I'll have to rectify. <laughs> oh yeah, they 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 don't do much at all for Mac, right? They do like Windows. They're like they, they use, do, the, but use the, the net. The files aren't cross compatible, oh, so okay. I'm just I'm one of these years. Like in January, I'm going to be like screw it. I'm I'm cutting it off. I'm I'm moving moving over, but it's just been too much work to do. So. Right. Right. How do you like your iPad lately? I see you're actually uh, using holding, it right holding now. A pencil. Um, so I've been trying to force myself to take notes on it. Like I'm a during meetings, I need to write things, right? You know, to, in in order to kind of remember. Um, I'm just that kind of learner, um, and I, I've scribbled in a million notebooks and immediately kind of never look at the notes again after I move to a new notebook kind of thing. But so I'm, I've been testing out a bunch of different apps to see if there was something that kind of stuck with me. So, and so far, um, you'll report back when you have an answer. Yeah. The, uh, the new one agenda, I really like oh, I that people that. have been talking about, cause you can actually, you can create a note and then, uh, assign it to a date or, or a meeting, right? So the meeting that's in your calendar, after you write the notes, you just, you, oh, know, you do it that way, which is interesting. But I also like, I like actually writing, not typing. So there's, you know, not, I haven't found the, there's, Good notes is one I've been testing out where you actually like write the notes rather rather than typing. Mm-hmm. So if I can find one that kind of does everything, I'll switch to it. I think. I one thing that drives me crazy about all the Mac podcasts I listen to is that most of the people recording them are writers and podcasters <laughs> by profession, and so there is always a lot more of an emphasis on 
how much they can get done with machines that would be underpowered for me. Mm. And I'm always wishing for a podcast that, or or just more people to read that do the kind of work that I do. Like I was thinking that the ultimate show for me would be somebody that like one of them is somebody's a photographer, somebody's a developer and, and one of them's a writer or, or some, you know, like I just want more diversity in, in applications because a lot of the time people covering computers are, that's what they do all the times cover them and, and they don't have to like push it as as far necessarily Um, or YouTubers. I don't know. You YouTubers will talk about video sometimes, but on YouTube as a platform, they just don't go as deep. Like the, you know, videos are five, 10 minutes long. So it's not the same intense depth that, uh, the talk show can get into (laughs) or, you know, like three hour, uh, Mac podcasts. So I'm always struggling to find all that information. Like, no, what's it like when you really push this to the limits and how can I get the most out of the machines that, that I do have? And so that's why, so my iPad pro and I've got a pencil as well. sits relatively unused just because I can't find the ways to integrate it into the kinds of things that I do. Yeah. Yeah. So So I'm, uh, I, I was a long time, user of uh what's it called their app that they their photo app photos no lightroom before, no uh aperture aperture yeah i was a long time user of aperture and so switched to photos so if i'm bored in, in you know doing something i'll i'll open the photos app and actually start making edits on the pro the screen is so great right so yeah I, I really am always jealous of the screen I, like the screen looks better than my laptop screen <laughs> yeah yeah that that's the thing right that's exactly the thing why can't we have these amazing screens yeah uh, on our laptop and i don't have the one with the faster refresh rate but i want that to get everywhere too i wish yeah. that was on the iphone 10 because uh, what do they call it? Pro, pro, pro frame, pro, pro rate, pro rated. <laughs> uh, but it looks so good. Yeah. Like that's, and, and the way they, they implemented it exactly in the right way. So that selective parts of the screen refresh at different speeds. Yeah. Like that's a great feature Didn't and I can't someone, wait to see it everywhere. Someone just came out with a 90 Hertz refresh on a phone. Yeah. Asus or someone this week. Yeah. 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 But it's pretty cool when, when you can make it work, especially for touch devices. Yeah. So. Well, it's, 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 I guess, I guess just cause it's different platforms. You're like, move this everywhere, you know, yeah. not just the phone, but, but the Macs. A, f- a photographer example that I, I want to see everywhere is, is a bunch, there, there's a bunch of photo apps that I'd love to see everywhere. I mean, Visco uh, would be great to have on the desktop so that like they have a really nice image processing algorithm and I would love to be able to use it on all my, the same thing on all my photos. Cause their Lightroom processing is just totally different. Mm. Like they are just trying to emulate themselves, right? They develop the presets for mobile. Then they go into Lightroom and they're like, okay, how do I make it look similar Similar. using Lightroom's tools, which are limited. Well, they may be the perfect, the perfect people to try the new. Totally. And yeah, that would be amazing to be able to move back and forth between some there's, and there's a bunch There's some really great iOS apps, but the platform of having uh, it on, either on a smaller screen when I'm on my phone or limited amounts of inputs on, uh, you know, I, I need, I need a mouse a lot of the time. It restricts how much I can do with it or storage. That's a big one too. I I can't load. I can't load a single card of raw files on it. Like I can't dump card. So I have to be most of the way finished with my photo. And then I would move it over to another computer. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so those little workflow things, I really like, I have no idea how I'll ever use it, but I liked the, uh, photo. What is it like where you can take a photo and transfer it to your computer as you shoot it? Um, oh yeah. The, um, what do they call it? Screenshots? No, no. Oh, no. Oh, but the screenshot update. Yeah. The screenshot also update looks, cool. looks pretty great. Yeah. Is it a new shortcut? That's one thing I was wondering. I know it's going to be more mainstream accessible, but yeah, I couldn't tell any. Will I have to rememorize it? Yeah, Command Shift yeah. three and four. Um, I don't remember what that was actually actually called. Yeah, the example they showed was inside of like say Keynote or. Uh, it's like it's like AirDrop for photos. Yeah. kind of yeah. It's like yeah. it's what it's simple, but oh okay wait. I, I don't know that much to say about it except that it's cool and I don't know how to use it. AirDrop I want to work hundred percent of the time. That's like maybe my biggest feature request is like make AirDrop always work because I use AirDrop a lot, like every single day, multiple times. And it works 70% of the time. I've had almost in the last few updates, I've had like almost perfect success. That sounds nice. Yeah. I mean, depends on which device you just have to, you just, it just has to be on. Yeah. Your phone oh, has to be on. Like, that was the problem. Well, no, but, yeah, but yeah, yeah, like yeah. If, if, if the screen's not on, it doesn't seem to oh, work. Like a lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But there's times I'm just staring at two phones, two phones and I'm just like, these side. are ready. These are both ready. <laughs> and then all of a sudden a minute later it clicks. Yeah. But anyway, Kelly, thank you so much. Uh, we'll talk some more about Apple next time. There's, there's more to talk about, which there literally always is. I'd love to have an Apple only show, but <laughs> thanks right. for coming. Thanks for having me.